You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, it's amazing, especially with streaming. There's this big thing, especially Netflix, their big thing when they started getting big was like, we're going to buy all these old properties from like the eighties and nineties. And we're going to try to see if we can do anything with them. And so there's been like a lot of resurgences of things that we've had in our past that I don't know, shockingly can still come forward in the future. And so we watch movies here. A lot of times, you know, we sign up for stuff weeks ahead of time. And then, you know, we kind of know what we're getting into. Uh, but we were throwing something super last minute, and I feel like we all kind of like jumped on it super excited, and I, I'm sure we all have our different reasons. Mine is I'm still a childish idiot <laughs> from the 90s, and anytime somebody says, hey, Beavis and Butthead, yada, yada, I'm like, stop right there. I'm in. I'm, I'm let's do it. No questions. No yeah, further exactly. Questions. Like, I don't need any more context. Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe came out on Paramount Plus and all four of us signed up for it. I, I know we're probably going to have some mixed feelings. I feel like a concept like this, it's really weird that they somehow did manage to bring it to the now. And it, it's just weird that this like stupid little show that used to be this, I don't know, interlude between all the music videos on MTV back when it had music. Yeah, I was going to say, remember this? Okay, so kids, music videos are these things. <laughs> yeah, right? It's And I know it's like cliche and corny to talk about, hey, remember when MTV was, uh, but like, it's true for the longest time. I mean, when it was spawned in the 80s, it was solely devoted to music news and music videos. So, I mean, one could argue that Beavis and Butthead maybe was like one of the earlier pivots uh mtv started doing in the 90s because eventually by the time you get to the 2000s it's way less music videos and it's all reality shit so but i'm getting into a higher discussion about nothing uh but today yeah beavis and butthead do the universe uh i have gina howdy ho there neighbors ryan hello and rose hello uh, so I can all I can assume that all of us know who Beavis and Butthead are, like just two idiot teenagers that, I, man, it's it, it's it's they get into these really weird situations, uh, you know, but and not necessarily by their own design, like they're just oblivious to everything, yeah, and you know, um, it's it's hard to explain because and, and they're not mean spirited i mean they are 
But, I'm like, what? Are we, are we I, remembering the same cartoon? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if I think about the universe, though, I mean, they're definitely mean to certain people. But, like, I can think of, like, Todd, who used to be in the show, <laughs> who just used to beat him uh, up on the guys and be idiots or, or make him feel like idiots. And I don't know. I I have a soft spot for just two oblivious morons. I mean, they're the OG stoners um, without yeah. really being stoners. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Beavis and Butthead was the entry point for like crass humor, toilet humor, senseless humor, but it still had that satire. And of course, we all know the guy who made Beavis and Butthead went on to do uh, King of the Hill and so on and so forth. So like, the, I, I, I was excited about this film because I memorized Beavis and Butthead do America. Me and my God, sister yes. watch that every summer. It's <laughs> like, so good. It has no reason to be that good, but oh no, my God. But it's no, so good. it still holds up today. <laughs> like it still holds up. The Hoover Dam is my favorite part <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of that film. And so I feel like it's just the misadventures of like Bill and Ted if they were mm-hmm. just hillbillies or hicks in Ohio. I don't know. Like I don't, these are just these these kids really represent a part of America that kind of still exists today, but they're not as like intelligent as South Park or Rick and Morty, but they're still not as like just trash like Squidbillies or like in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, like I felt that these two were very relevant today and not that I have a teenage son or anything, but I don't know. Kids can be really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> just really stupid and i was thinking about this too you know we mentioned like this is a one of those shows that kind of broke the mold and uh also i don't know did you grow up in a in a household that would that heard of it on the news and then told you the next day hey i don't want you watching this beavis and butthead show because it's gonna make you you know, want to light fires and stuff. Uh, not me, because we were poor and couldn't afford cable. But if we could have, I guarantee it would have been on the list. My sister uh, would allow me to watch it. My parents wouldn't let me watch it. Yeah, like, it, I, I think I got to a certain point where my parents were okay. But up until, like, 14 or 15, they were really strict with anything that I could watch. And this was def- this and even, like, The Simpsons. They yeah. were like, this. That was, that was on the no-go list for me for a while. But, of course, I still found ways to watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. I had, I had, I had, I would go over to a friend's house and, like, binge watch this and, like, jackass and just everything else that <laughs> my parents didn't want me to watch, you know? Doesn't it seem so quaint now? It really does. <laughs> it really does. There aren't, there aren't kids that are longing to watch anything ridiculous nowadays with the internet. Uh, not a single kid. Well, let's talk about today's kids because the... The plot of this movie basically is, you know, it's 1998. Uh, they they get in trouble and they get this uh, judge that, you know, gives an inspirational speech like these kids need leadership and discipline and let's send them to space camp. And that turns into them going to space and getting thrown into a black hole into the future into today. Like you do, of course, the normal time travel uh, tropes where you know you show up and now you got to figure out the new world you know they get a a phone and they find oh, out shit. that you can use it to buy things <laughs> so they just t- up and take somebody's phone and buy all the nachos 
I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the one part that made me laugh out loud, like so hard, I thought I was going to have to pause it. And this is like the dumbest joke. It, it, again, it should not be as funny as it is. But when they first get handed the phone in, in the context of, hey, can you take this picture of me and my family? Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, look, they gave us a little TV. Oh, this is boring. It's just a bunch of fat people. Change the channel. <laughs> 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 Uh, a lot of different uh, voice actors in this. Uh, the The first movie definitely had what did they had a uh, uh, I was gonna say not Brad Pitt, uh, John McClane and his ex wife. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Um, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis and Demi Moore were both the leads in that. Uh, and there's some notable people in this movie besides Mike Judge doing the voices of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, Gary Cole's in this. Uh, Shy McBride. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, just a lot of alums of, you know, people in Mike Judge's past and just, I don't know. It, it Like, I, I didn't have any problems with any of the uh, acting in this. It's, it's I, I don't know. There's not much you can really expect from this movie. If you're not a fan, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. never like Beavis and Butthead, you're, this is going to be the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> It's just, it's so simply stupid yeah. and adorable. And I know it's not the best outing. I mean, we're talking about a show that's been around for 30 years now. You know, back in the day when this show first came on the air, and for those of you youngs out there, uh, you watch this show and it would be a couple things. They would have these like little shorts and it, it, there'd be like a story, like a big arc, and they kind of go back and forth into it. But interstitial were music videos and they'd sit there and either bash or, you know, say, oh, this is cool. And there were a lot of bands that got huge boosts in their album sales because they randomly showed up on the show. White Zombie back in the day, you know, their first album came out a year previous and uh, they got shown on the show. And all of a sudden that they got on the top 40. This IP has been around for a long time and had some big push. So I, I feel like I'm not going to have really anything negative to say about it, uh, even though it wasn't perfect. Like, I felt like the the opening was very uh, immediate and like, oh, holy shit, there's credits and OK, and we're in. Um, it's 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 a little messy, but I don't know. So was the show. So, yeah, I honestly feel really similarly. Um, I think that there were some bits throughout this that were just gold and amazing. And I'm like. I don't know, some of my favorite Beavis and Butthead bits that I'm going to be thinking about for a while and some stuff that doesn't work quite as well. Like there's this whole bit where they go to like a gender studies class. And, you know, I, I think that there, there's a lot of little moments like that that feel modern. Like you mentioned the the thing with the cell phone They feel modern, but it doesn't feel you know, like on paper, I think some of that stuff could be a little bit a little bit cringy like they're oh, they're trying to appeal to modern audiences by, you know, like modernizing it a little bit too much. But I, I don't know. I feel like they they I, Mike Judge and his crew are just good about taking it in a direction that feels natural for the characters as stupid as they are and just makes it makes it silly and, and fun and doesn't um, it, while there is definitely some social commentary there. That's not like. You know, that, that, that you're not you're not going to get anything deep out of this other than like surface level, you know? Yeah, like some of those parts, especially that scene where, yeah, they just randomly end up going to a gender studies class or whatever it you could tell they were trying. They thought they had something to say. And but it really it came off to me going back to South Park for a second where 
some of those moments where the South Park guys do try to take stabs at modern issues in their own way. And it just comes across as less of an intelligent commentary and more of just two rapidly aging Gen X dudes who are complaining about something they don't fully understand. I'm just waiting. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm waiting for you guys. Unleash your power. Oh, (laughs) okay. Because then I I think you and I are going to be on the same page on this. Spoilers. Yeah. You know, so I am a huge, huge fan of Beavis and Butthead to America. It is not because uh, I'm one of those people who are nostalgia driven. It's just because uh, the guy who wrote that, I believe it's Joe Stillman. He did Shrek. And I think he did a couple other things. So there's a narrative, like there's actual art, there's actual story. It reminds me actually of the first SpongeBob movie. Yeah. Like a really good cartoon movie or even um, the first, the South Park film. You know, you have yeah. these cartoon movies that actually have a really good narrative structure and they're clever and they're funny and they have great one-liners and you get kind of like this great time capsule of just humor and satire in a time where, like how you guys said, they would do commentary, but it wasn't cringy. It wasn't trying to speak on modern issues. It was just two teenage boys who have no concept of accountability. They're childish as fuck. You know what I mean? And they're being mm-hmm. thrown to these super serious adult situations that somehow, some way, they leave kind of unscathed. And for me, when I first heard this was coming out, I was excited. But then I was like, God damn, first off, why did y'all wait so long? And number two, um, what what exactly about the universe are these two going to really explore? I actually kind of wish they didn't come back to Earth. <laughs> I kind of wish they like explored the actual universe and put them in a dire situation where... The I mean, they kind of had that, but it, I just didn't feel the direness of it. It was fun. Like you guys said, it was, you know, you had a good time, but I just feel like, I don't know if this again was an issue because of COVID-19. So production crew, I know y'all did what y'all could much love, but it just, to me felt like it didn't need to be made, but I'm not mad they made it, but it definitely is not memorable. And I don't know who wrote this. I don't know, but I know it wasn't um, Joe Stillman, and I think that's what suffered. Like, I wish they had just brought the original crew back, because they got the guy who did uh, the music for it. They brought him back for it. You got Mike Judge. He's back on it, you know? So you, you, I feel like hopefully the original writer is still alive. I think he is. And I kind of wish they would have brought him back to do it, because I think we would have gotten just a better structured film. And when we talk about these issues, I feel like we could have had less cringy moments actually my favorite moment which is clear that i'm a toilet humor person is when his head was in the toilet because he was trying to talk to siri yeah which i was like yo that's me i would have tried to get the phone as well um which i think actually says a lot about how addictive you can get to phones um and that type of technology which i i think was a great was a great commentary without being, you know, having commentary on it. But honestly, I was really at the end, I was like, man, I'm disappointed because the first one wasn't the greatest piece of American cinema, but it was (laughs) written with enough charisma, intelligence 
and had a better narrative structure than this film. Because this film is like, <laughs> you, their arc is complete, but it's like, really? This is what I waited almost like, what has it been, over 20 years? Almost? Yeah, like, this is what I waited for and this is what I got. But I still enjoyed it just because the of the characters themselves. Uh, so I would just say, if you love the Do America, definitely just you know, you'll enjoy this, but there's been other cartoon films that have came out since this inception that have captured like iconic TV characters really well. Um, and I just think that this one kind of dropped the ball and had the opportunity to not drop the ball. I also feel like we're kind of biased because now we have like Rick and Morty um, and Tuco and Birdie and Bojack. So the humor, the adult cartoon landscape has shifted quite a bit so this type of humor may not be received well um which kind of sucks because this is very much uh this is very much something that i i do enjoy i hope that if they ever do a daria movie though just don't they've been trying to do one for like ever yeah just don't please don't just leave it alone (laughs) it's it's gonna be like this then don't Right, exactly. It's gonna be like this. Please don't. I, I guess with some of the shows you mentioned, I feel like I—I I don't know. I—I I like them a lot more than Beavis and Butthead in general, and I—I I feel like they do like, especially like BoJack Horseman and like um, Rick and Morty. Like they do really have something to say. Um, and I, I guess I just don't look to Beavis and Butthead for that, and I, I guess that's why I was. Well, I wasn't in straight up like I was not I didn't like this as much as the original movie. I wasn't like blown away by this, but I guess I maybe it was just I haven't I, I need to go back and watch that original movie. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't maybe my expectations weren't as high and I just was like I just sort of went with it and had fun with it. And it's it's definitely not I, I don't even think it's something I'll necessarily go back to anytime soon. But it uh, and I guess, you know, I that, I think that speaks for itself. But I did I did have fun with it for what it was. And I I didn't expect it to be as good as it was after so many years. And I, I haven't seen the the revival that they did. I don't really know anything about that. It was just one season. It was fine. Yeah. So but I I, I thought this 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 was OK. And I think that. Um, I think that this has been said already, but I feel like if you are already a fan of this, I think that and, and you already like Beavis and Butthead, you should absolutely watch this and you'll have fun with it. But it's it's definitely not going to appeal to that crowd who is into like maybe younger people who are into like newer, like adult animation. It doesn't really have any of that satirical edge. Um, it's a lot slower than like newer comedy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think this has some some really, really good moments. Um, and I feel like it's it's definitely worth watching. I think that uh, the. Again, especially if you're a Beavis and Butthead fan, I uh, I saw that the the animation style looked really familiar to me, and I uh, I saw that Titmouse, the production company, oh, took no over, does yep, yep. Super Jail and Metalocalypse, and I was like, okay, I could kind of I could kind of see that a little bit in some of the side characters, and I I thought it looked really awesome, and I don't know, by the end of this, I was like, I would be sort of interested to see. You know, maybe maybe you let this write like writing team um, go with the flow a little bit and like continue and do like a like a short season or something. I'd be interested in seeing a little bit more, even though I wasn't like totally blown away by, by this. But again, I, I think that if you're if you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead, I think check this out. But I'm going to give this uh, seven out of ten Johnsons. <laughs> Johnson. Um, 
You know, I just had this random thought and I really wish the people who made Major Laser would actually come and do this show. I think that would be a great collab, uh, especially because I remember one of the scenes do America when they ended up getting on drugs. And I feel like this missed a drug scene. I feel like it this did. had a drug scene in this movie where they were tripping balls and going through the universe. I probably would have been like top tier, top tier comedy, guys. Um, I, of course, from y'all could hear from my selection of cartoons that I'm not a snob. Huge Beavs and Butthead fan. I love this type of humor. There are LOL moments in this. Like everyone said, if you're a fan, you'll enjoy it. Definitely worth Three bong riffs, but only three, guys. Don't go over three because it's not going to be a fun time. Uh, but I feel like, uh, I don't know. Actually, I feel like Beavis and Butthead deserves a little bit more than this. <laughs> Funny yeah. enough, um, I feel like they deserve more than this because uh, so many cartoons have ripped off, in films have ripped off uh, this duo and the type of comedy uh, that, that came from the culture of the 90s. So with that being said, you know, it's a fun ride. Like Ryan said, just sit down, enjoy yourself on a Saturday, man. It's nothing too crazy. I will give this a uh, (laughs) six out of ten times. I was surprised they didn't look up Pornhub. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I am Pornholio. They would have just been watching that the entire rest of the movie. That was probably an intentional choice. Any porn, like... Really? They're not that smart. Yeah. All they were told that the phone is they can talk to (laughs) Siri and they can buy things like they're (laughs) idiots. I I think this is the first Mike Judge product that I was actually kind of disappointed in. I I wasn't like frothing at the mouth excited for it or anything. But yeah, I, I do have that love for the original movie. And this just was missing something and I I did have a handful of genuine laugh out loud moments in it ones that I will probably you know revisit from time to time if not the entire movie itself um but it just yeah I can't quite put my finger on it just just wasn't wasn't quite the same uh one thing I can pinpoint that didn't work for me was that newer animation style it just it's really weird seeing something like Beavis and Butthead rendered in such crisp, clean digital animation. It just, eh, it just, it was off-putting to me, and it, it looked somehow cheap but overproduced at the same time. Like it, it was really weird to, to my eyes, especially going back and looking at scenes from that original movie where they still had that warm, two D hand-drawn animation. It just looks so much better. Um, that said, yeah, if you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead. Give it a look. If you're not, absolutely avoid it. You will hate it. Um, and I am going to give it two series out of five. <laughs> Everybody's got valid points. Like, you know, we didn't sign up to watch an Oscar nominee. No. You know, this is the Beavis and Butthead. Like, again, if you don't know who they are, you're not going to care. And if you do know who they are and you do care, you'll you'll enjoy it. It may vary on the scale, but there's some gold nuggets here. And there's also some like, oh, yeah, well, it is a 30 year old intellectual property. You know, it ain't going to be right. perfect. I'll do seven out of 10 TPs for my bunghole. It's a good deal. Word. Classic. Word. Classic. And if you cross Beavis and Butthead, they will throw down and blow your ass away. You got it. (laughs) 
I am going to rewatch that movie because I, I just remember the oh, the cold open is is a shaft parody. Yeah. Oh, and they got Isaac Hayes to do the oh, song. Man, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it now. Damn it. I kind of want to rewatch it tonight, it. honestly. <laughs> it's been so it's been so long. It is. It, I mean, we just watched the this one on Paramount Plus. I saw the first one is on Paramount, too. So there you go. I guess I know what I'm watching tonight. That app is rough, man. It does not run well on my TV. <laughs> It, it, it could barely connect to any smart device. It, are you, if you're listening, CBS, Viacom, fix your shit. Yeah. We expect fix a it. Netflix quality service. Like, just copy and paste the service and put your color scheme on it. it That's at, all we ask. At the very least, can you please keep the full screen constant between episodes? I've been binge watching a Star Trek Voyager and... After every single episode finishes, it unfull screens it, and it's real oh. annoying. Rose is gonna burn <laughs> your shit down, I CBS Viacom. Am. I'm getting the matches. 